the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday Morning Answer uh, post, post-election post coverage. Brian Whitman, <laughs> Jennifer Horn, and Brian. Yes. Man, oh man, I see you over there because you have been uh, counting with that calculator of yours. Trying to figure out this election, that who's going to be the president. So I know Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes. They haven't called that. No. Joe Biden, technically, according to the Wall Street Journal, he needs six more. Nevada has six, but they haven't called. Carry the. Hold on a second. Only twelve people voted in the my calculator. Who's coming? Who's coming in the room with you? Oh, my accountant. Who is that guy? He just came in the room and came out of the room that fast? He is the count. The count. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the White House, a uh, hidden I like his song, by the way. <laughs> do you like it? you want to hear it again? Hear I kind of do. Is yeah, he coming? Sure. Well, open Let's... the door. Let him back in. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two. I love counting whatever the amount. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. <laughs> I think guy. those I get... are those vote counters that are just working away. Well, actually, he was counting my brain cells. He got to four. He had to oh, stop. No. He... he was counting your brain cells? Yeah, that's why he stopped at four. <laughs> At the White House right now, <laughs> Kellyanne, hold on. You can, i got to use my hands. So Pennsylvania with 20 electorals, and then Nevada, they love Trump. That's six. Hold on. i got to borrow your hand. I need more finger. Call back Pence. I need more. We need like an octopus in here. i got to. <laughs> you like my manicure? Heavy gloss. Heavy, heavy for the canning with the fingers. I got to win, Kellyanne. Heavy gloss. She was on television this morning. She was on Fox and Friends. Sure. Gave him a little, you know what, for... Alternative fact about uh, the numbers? Well, she gave him a little guff for calling Arizona so early on. A lot of yeah. Republicans well, upset that. about that. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, have a right to be. Uh, you know, the networks are... And how many times has the morning answer had this... Con- and this great radio station had this conversation. The networks, the media, they're there to report the news. They really, especially with things as sacred as a presidential race. Oh, by the way, things as sacred as life and real events ought to try not to influence in the body of the news report how the news will go. Yeah. And when if you call prematurely because you know this, Jennifer, as well as anyone with your journalism background, everybody wants to be first. Right. Everybody wants to call it first, say it first. So we learned 20 years ago in Florida. We, we see this here today with uh, uh, President Trump and former Vice President Biden. The quest, the desire, the, the, the need to be the first one. Well, you sacrifice some uh some fa- facts in that i think some stuff goes to the side yep. oh, i forget it. i just want to call this and i hope the rush I'm right. to, to the rush to be first exactly right cnn has not done that yet can you imagine cnn actually showing a little restraint well they're they, in last place they have nothing to lose yeah they're like oh nobody's watching <laughs> us anyway we don't even have to fill in the map they haven't even called florida yet 253 to 213 is the electoral count at cnn at fox news it's 264 to 213 so it depends on whether or not you're factoring in arizona we are 
expecting to hear from both Arizona and Nevada and Georgia today to get some updates to their counts because they're not doing a con- consistent tabulation. They're doing these dumps of uh, completed counts every so often. So expect another one this morning from those states. Now, Joe Biden yesterday was guardedly optimistic when he spoke to his supporters. Take a listen to what he had to say. I know this won't be easy. I'm not naive. Neither of us are. I know how deep and hard the opposing views are in our country on so many things. But I also know this as well. To make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as enemies. We are not enemies. What brings us together as Americans is so much stronger than anything that can tear us apart. So let me be clear. I, we are campaigning as a Democrat, but I will govern as an American president. It's a good message, but can he? Uh, Well, someone, uh, he can if he wants to, I think. I think anyone can if they can, if they desire it. Sounds like a guy who knows he's in the lead. (laughs) Striking that presidential tone when he feels like if the Wall Street Journal and Fox is right, he only needs six more electoral votes. But aside from beyond Biden, beyond Trump, to use the last, the people. It occurred to me this morning, sometimes the light bulb goes off over my head. I get that ding. thought. It's like, ding. I got, uh. This is on the surface about these two guys that are battling out with their attorneys. But it's about all of us and for whom we voted. It's about our own vision with respect for everyone and our differences who, who, who use these people, these leaders as vessels to affect change or, or, or not in the country and see our country as spectacular as it is, be the best it can be. So it is the hopes and the visions of all voters that are in these courtrooms, uh, uh, in these ballots, in this dispute. And it's not just about two guys who really want to win. Mm-hmm. It's about all of us who voted for one or the other or maybe someone else down there on that list. Yeah. And, and it ought to be sacred. It should be. And I think that's why it's really important for these states that are being challenged right now to be as transparent as possible, to show us the process, to show us what they did, how they were counting votes, what votes they accepted into the count and what they didn't. Because in states like Pennsylvania, we'll hear Biden talk about that in a second. This is going to be a a point of contention already. The Trump campaign saying, whoa, 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 stop the votes because we believe that you're counting votes that are not submitted legally. And so then the question becomes, what is a legal vote? vote. Joe Biden talked about Pennsylvania yesterday in his speech. I feel very good about Pennsylvania. Virtually all the remaining ballots to be counted were cast by mail. And we've been winning 78 percent of the votes by mail in Pennsylvania. We flipped Arizona and the second district of Nebraska. Of special significance to me is that we've won with the majority of the American people. And every indication is that that majority will grow. We have a popular vote lead of nearly 3 million votes. And every indication is that will grow as well. Indeed, Senator Harris and I are on track to win more votes than any ticket in the history of this country that ever won the presidency and vice presidency. 
Those are the words from Joe Biden yesterday. I do want to share with you some uh, some words from the, the Trump campaign. And these sure. just came to me there. We don't have the audio, but I will just give you the uh, the gist. Basically, Bill Stepien, who's the campaign manager for President Trump, said that Donald Trump is alive and kicking. He said the race in Arizona is getting closer, as we said yesterday, also close in Nevada and Georgia. He says data tells us that we will win Pennsylvania. He said every night the president goes to bed with a sizable lead and every night new votes are found in a stack is a disgrace. He said the Trump election fraud hotline is set up and people are reporting instances of voter fraud and he said that they are going to keep fighting justin clark who is a campaign lawyer for trump in pennsylvania says it's a big victory in pennsylvania guaranteed now that we can watch the ballots being counted in a corrupt place that is known for its shenanigans on election day he said typical of left-wing political machines in cities who are trying to steal the vote from the duly elected president and they will continue to fight the campaign manager jason miller also said by the end of tomorrow we think it will be clear to to the American public that Trump and Pence have won. So those are their promises. I'll do this in 10 seconds. Sure. The legal effort to stop the counting of ballots in Michigan and Pennsylvania from the Trump campaign is is because the campaign wants access to observe the tallying process at some of the locations inside these states. And that's fair. And that, I think that is fair. Yeah, if both they think campaigns the votes should be allowed legal. to see it. Absolutely. Are you concerned about the volatility of your investments? As an investor with traditional investments, including IRAs, I'm concerned about the stock market and how printing so much money out of thin air will affect the value of the dollar. I heard my friend Seb Gorka talk about Midas Gold Group, and I know owning precious metals adds safety and stability to savings and investment portfolios. So I finally spoke to Midas Gold Group for myself. What a wonderful experience. There are no pushy salesmen. Their knowledgeable professionals know everyone's needs are different, and they treat each person accordingly. It's so refreshing. I encourage you to meet with Midas Gold Group for yourself. Call to schedule an appointment and ask for their free IRA guide on how to use your IRA to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call 805-601-6000. That's 805-601-6000. I get gold from Midas Gold Group, and I believe you should too. Call 805-601-6000. Just what? What does the process look like inside the state of Pennsylvania? Our friend and election attorney, Garrett Fay joins us as your Thursday Morning Answer continues. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. It is post-post-election day, and uh, we have coverage all morning long because there is still so much to be determined, not only here at home with some congressional races and propositions, but certainly on a national level where we think Democrats are in control of the House. We think Republicans will be in control of the Senate. It's going to be tight, and there is a very tight presidential race. We're looking at these margins in states like Georgia, where it's like 18,000 votes, 7,000 votes in Nevada. That's right. It's very, it's not over yet, guys. And the Trump campaign uh, took some legal action yesterday. We heard Whitney Houston. It's not right, but it's okay. Some people say that about a little bit of voter fraud. It's not right, (laughs) but it's okay because it doesn't change the outcome, right? This is very, these these numbers are so close that it ain't right and it ain't okay. We've got to figure this out. Yeah, Some were, people will accept a degree of this, but not when it's consequential. Not when it's widespread and meaningful, certainly. And uh, Brian, you were talking about your light bulb going off earlier today. I was sitting at home last night and, and looking at all of these numbers and filtering through. And I thought, gosh, what is it like to be one of these election attorneys? And I went, bing, I went, wait. Our friend, Garrett Fay, who fills in here all the time. He hosts the Weekend Answer on AM870. He's fantastic, and he's a resource because he's a real-life election attorney. Hi, Garrett. Thanks for being with <laughs> us this morning. 
Hey, good morning, Jen. Good morning, Brian. And Jen, thank you for hitting all the talking points I sent you five minutes ago. I appreciate that. And thank you for the check. I will make sure to cash wait, it wait later. Today. My email's <laughs> empty. What's going on over here? But no, Garrett, I was thinking about you last night, and I so appreciate you making time for us this morning because I think for many of us, as watching as outside observers, we see Rudy Giuliani, we see Pam Bondi, we see many of the attorneys for President Trump going into Pennsylvania. They're in Georgia. Now some lawsuits filed in Nevada. What is this? process like what are the are they looking for broad change in these election or are they looking at little eensy beansy pieces that they're hoping will add up to a victory like how do they decide what lawsuits they're going to pursue well that's a good question but it really depends on the state so what you're seeing is uh, they're requesting different forms of relief in different states so in georgia in a certain county they're trying to get the secretary of state and the election official to segregate certain ballots that they think came in after election day or were not postmarked on election day in pennsylvania they're suing for access to the process because some of the elections officials improperly kicked out some trump election observers in michigan they were suing to stop the count because they think it was problematic that's what george w bush did in 2000 he sued Mm -hmm. to stop the recount because he said they weren't following adequate standards, so it violated one person, one vote, violated due process and equal protection. And then what you see in Wisconsin is there's the automatic recount, and whether that's going to work out, no one knows. But uh, I think the lawsuits are driven by the facts on the Mm -hmm. ground, and Trump has a lot of great attorneys. Pam Bondi was obviously the former Attorney General of Florida. He's got Jay Sekulow, who defended the president during the impeachment. You know, Rudy Giuliani, mixed bag on him. His most famous thing recently was making an uh, I think, unintentional appearance in the second Borat movie. So I'm not sure he's the best okay. representative. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're seeing what's going to happen. And, again, should these all turn into major lawsuits, we might be in for a, a wild ride over the next couple of weeks. Garrett Fay is with us, host of The Weekend Answer, right here on The Answer. It's Brian and Jennifer. My friend, you joined us here, I guess, about a month ago or six weeks ago, and we had a conversation about post-election day litigation. And because there were, so, there were so many stories that we talked about on the air, Jennifer and I, we've all been hearing these stories before about potential voter irregularity and potential uh, uh, legal problems with what would happen in the future before the election day on Tuesday. Now we're past Tuesday, and predictably, there are these challenges that are legal. And I would ask you, my friend, because you're an election attorney, as we balance this, how much of this activity in challenging these numbers did both campaigns fully plan on doing? And how much of it is legitimately raised by, as you said, facts on the ground and irregularities that are seemingly apparent to the attorneys in uh, doing this? To your first question, both the campaigns staffed up heavily on lawyers. Uh, I can talk about the Trump campaign. I'm not involved in it, but I do know they made requests to send lawyers from California and other non-competitive presidential states to certain swing states. So there was a push to try and recruit California lawyers to go to Arizona. And I know on the Biden side, they have no shortage of lawyers because the legal profession generally skews left. So it's more of a salad bar to take your pick. Um, But as to the specific lawsuits, those are driven by, obviously, the vote count. Um, if Trump was up by 500,000 votes in each of these states, would he be filing lawsuits? Probably not. But on the other hand, it's also driven by state law and whether the elections officials are complying with state law. And when there's concerns, your uh, only option is filing a lawsuit. You generally try and work things out uh, with the elections official and their employees. But these people also usually have their own vested interests and their agendas. And if they're not going to uphold the law, then you have to sue to uphold the law. And that's what you're seeing happening. 
Now, there's a lawsuit that seems to be uh, uh, actually making some changes in Pennsylvania right now. Hogan Gidley, who uh, used to work for the administration, he works for the campaign right now. Garrett and Brian said that, that Pennsylvania, he gave it Pennsylvania News, he says, huge win for voters. Republican poll watchers now allowed inside the Philadelphia Convention Center and will be within viewing distance of the counting. Now, he said the fact that this was not happening until now is ridiculous and very telling. Do you know, Garrett, and I don't want to put you on the spot because I know this is news that's just breaking. But do you know if they'll be able to go back through and see the votes that were already counted without them being present? Or are they just going to be kind of joining mid 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 count? They're going to be joining mid count. But what they could do is file a lawsuit to try and get access or ask for a re-review or a recount of whatever ballots were counted during the period during which they did not have access. But in my experience, once the registrar's office starts the counting process, it doesn't stop unless it's ordered to by a court. Um, and even in Orange County and L.A. County, San Diego County, counties where I've been, once that process gets going, it's like a, a locomotive that starts mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop unless it's ordered to stop. So Garrett, I don't think they're going to re-review them uh, unless they file a lawsuit and a judge decides to look at them. Uh, Brian McKnight has a song called Back to One, where you go back to one and you start the counting from one again. Now, I don't have very high numbers in my checking account, uh, like these votes or any or even, uh, you know, uh, getting to the hundreds. Have you ever been counting money and you lose your place and you go, okay, and you put them all down and you say, let me start from the beginning again. And then, uh, right, guys, then one, you know, you start at the beginning because you might lose your place. And I'm being very serious in the middle of the count, the credibility of the count, if you have doubt in the middle but stay with the number that you're at in the count is ridiculous don't you always have to go back to zero especially if you're mean you can't concentrate if you don't well that that raises several interesting issues but the thing is if you decide to file a lawsuit you have to have specific evidence as to certain voters or irregular habits or patterns in the whole count and so if they proceed down that route they would do a re-review of all of them or you'd have a situation like you had in Florida if you identify certain ballots that have certain characteristics or what you contend to be flaws, you would only review those ballots. But, yeah, I mean, if, if they go through the whole thing again, they could. But it depends on how it shakes out. So at the end of the count, the count isn't that close. That tells both campaigns that the likelihood of a legal challenge is minimal because it probably wouldn't result in enough change ballots to impact the outcome. Really interesting. In our last 30 seconds here, Garrett, I'm interested to know what you're really watching. Where do you think there is some room? Do you think a Trump win is possible? Do you think this is Biden's? Where do you think there could be some wiggle room if there is any at all for the Trump campaign? The answer is yes, there is still a path for uh, President Trump. I think it favors Joe Biden right now. But the two things I look at are the number of votes outstanding. And if you can figure out where in the state those are coming from, and do the percentages of which candidate is getting those ballots, then that gives you a better answer to that question. But uh, Biden, I think, is in the lead, but Trump still has a path. All right, Garrett Fay, thank you so much. Election attorney and host of The Weekend Answer. We're so happy to have him and lucky to have him as part of our weekend schedule. You can check out The Weekend Answer at 7 a.m. on Sundays right here on AM870. And Garrett, thanks so much. We're going to probably check back in with you on this as there's no uh, outcome around the corner. Count, <laughs> you know, when we lose count, we're going to call you, buddy. For sure. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. Uh, really interesting to know is, how the it? inner workings of that all play out. All right. As we continue, has President Trump made inroads in certain demographics that surprise you? Latinos, senior citizens, non-white voters. We'll talk about that as your Thursday morning answer continues. Every morning. 
breaking news, and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. The final countdown is on. Wait, now they're counting backwards? Oh. Wait, counting down? I thought we got a count. No. This one. It's the final countdown. But when you count these votes, I don't know who these bad people are. But you can't go like Trump, 10, 9, 8. You have to 10, 11, really 12. I mean, we have to for. increase the numbers. It's so bad. It's like Casey Kasem is counting them all the way let's, down. Let's practice this one more time. Can we do a final countdown, Katie? Is this possible? Oh, Rick D says we go coming in at number five. Now down to number four. <laughs> no, Rick, go from five to six and to forty million and keep going. I gotta get votes here. It's it's and- a live radio show, and you know here uh, just so you can go into some of the rooms to hear our staff really working oh. on things. This is what it sounds like in some of the uh, the, the staff quarters. <laughs> That's the sales department. Now hold on, count. Now, I like the guy who's the accountant for the corporation. He, this guy... Greetings. He... I am the Count. Do you know why they call me the Count? Because you count things? Because I love to count That's things. why they do that. That's why they do But it. like Sleepy Joe, you can only <laughs> count those votes if you had... You can't... Here's what I'm saying to you, people. You can't count. It's not there. <laughs> like if he has no votes. <laughs> what are you counting? I mean, like, give me a break. I'm counting on you to count the right numbers. Got right. it? Wink, I got wink. it. And let me check in here. Let me just make sure our staff is ready to hit that countdown I was looking for. Let's see. Yeah, okay, they're ready. Oh, yeah, here we good. go. Are you That's ready? That's the shop steward there. All right, here is uh, the... It's the final countdown. That's that's Barbara Streisand actually getting ready to go to Mars because she thought that this was going to be a blue wave. She believed the pollsters. She believed the media. She's very upset this was not the moral win that she was looking for. But certainly the candidates are counting. They counting up. Don't take don't subtract. And they want to add. We want to add. I think both candidates. I think we can agree. Corn Pop and Trump want to add. The candidate is Biden. Corn Pop is his nemesis. Oh, now question for you. You know, he was a real bad dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> now, this Biden math or George W. Uh, fuzzy math. <laughs> what President Trump has done in a couple of states, Pennsylvania and Michigan, the other, we've talked about counting down and subtracting very seriously here as we try to determine who will be sworn in as president. See, they're taking the, the numbers yeah. down because the Trump campaign, and I agree with the quest, the question is important. If the ballots are illegal and invalid, well, then you must not count. They must be subtracted if they're not legal ballots. Right. That is what the attorneys for the Trump campaign are saying. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's saying, I think I'll probably win, so I won't say too much. We're going to jump in right now. There's actually a live press conference happening. The Trump campaign speaking right now in Nevada, where two lawsuits were just filed by the campaign. We'll jump in for just a second and get an update from uh, Adam Luxalt. He's a former Nevada attorney general. Jill Stokey, who was denied access to vote. She showed up to vote, and she was told someone had already cast her ballot, and she was denied the opportunity to vote. We are filing in federal district court here in Las Vegas. We're asking for emergency relief 
a TRO and injunctive relief. We're asking the judge to, due to all of these irregularities, to stop the counting of improper votes. Thank you. The courts of Nevada. Can you wait? Look, the reality is, is that transparency is not political. This is the voice of Rick Rennell, former acting DNI director. Are not automatically legal votes until they're checked. We are not being allowed to check. The Harry Reid machine recklessly threw ballots into the mail, and now we cannot check whether or not there are non residents which we have evidence, publicly available evidence, that you all in the media should be also looking at. It's publicly available information that non-residents have voted. There is a 30-day residency requirement in the state of Nevada. If you haven't been in the state for 30 days, it is illegal to vote. Reporters have a responsibility. The fact is, we are filing this federal lawsuit to protect legal voters. It is unacceptable in this country to have illegal votes counted. And that is what's happening in the state of Nevada. We've asked Clark County for answers. They have no answers. They continue to count illegal votes. That is unacceptable. And it's giving legal people a sense that the system is corrupt. We have to have a system where legal votes are cast. What the Harry Reid machine has done is throw out recklessly ballots, and now they don't want us to check those ballots, and we are seeing discrepancies all over. So bad. We are asking Clark County to give us answers. All of your questions about the details are legitimate questions, and they should be asked of Clark County because the Clark County officials are silent. They are not giving us any answers, and they continue to count these illegal votes. Ballots versus legal votes. That's what we're talking about. All right, that's the voice of Rick Rennell, former acting DNI director, who hopefully is not going to get run over by garbage truck there because there's a lot of noise but they're doing this impromptu trump campaign uh news conference in nevada matt schlapp who is the creator of cpac the american conservative union exactly he is actually speaking right now let's dump in and hear a little bit of what he has to say hangs in the balance and what the fundamental principle is here is that we want to be able to make sure that the counting that occurs and that the results that happen should be respected (laughs) by every American voter across this land and truly across the world. If you're not allowed in to see the process, both sides and all of you in the media, so that there's transparency, so that there's meaningful observing of these ballots, that calls into question what those results will be. That is bad slap. Look. Is you'll see it, right? I mean, you don't have to be blind or not have ears. My guys get on the camera to say, I ha- they're counting illegal Sleepy Joe ballots. And, you hear and then the- trucks, 
trucks. They come out of nowhere and they like try to run the guys down. It's really quite it's terrible. It's so bad, Jennifer. It's so bad. It's like the worst thing. You heard it. I mean, you know, you guys want evidence of fraud? There it is. Garbage trucks. Wisconsin. Check they them. said they're counting in their head. Like Check. you can't count in your head. Check the garbage trucks in Nevada. You'll find so Joe bad. Biden's whole campaign driving them. <laughs> so All right. Sleepy. Quickly, Jennifer, a little yeah, wrap here before quickly. we do that. So yeah, quickly. So you will hear. Remember we said maybe we'll hear a result from Nevada today. Yeah, we could take that off the table because uh, there's a hold now on voting, vote counting in Nevada because Trump has been denied access to watch that count. So bad. Did you know, Jennifer, there are ways to have steady, abundant income for all the years of your retirement? You? Uh, you can. Yeah, and you can count the money, too. I mean, it's a lot of money there. David Ortiz, Ortiz World Wealth. Most people think it's safe to put their money into annuities, but right now they're finding out their money's locked up for 10 years. It's only earning them a minimal amount. Yeah, that's right, Brian. And many of our listeners wanted to get a second opinion on their annuities. Many of them are less than a year old. Some are three, four, even five years old. Once they receive their first statement, which is a year after they open their account, they begin to realize that they are hardly making any money, maybe only 1% or less, because what was sold to them was a product that had other things attached to it, and it was actually costing them money. So the only way to get out of these is to systematically transfer their money into something else. Now, that's not to say there aren't annuities out there that do perform, because there are, but you need to find out, and that's where David Ortiz comes into play. You should call David Ortiz, president of Ortiz World Wealth at 844-584-PLAN. Ortiz World Wealth, 844-584-PLAN. Plan smarter, live better, 844-584-PLAN. You've been waiting for it. We have the real winner of the 2020 election, and we will tell you who or what that was. As your Thursday Morning Answer continues. Why can't conservatives and liberals just get along? They can. Welcome to the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. And you know Whitman would taste extra good to me early in the morning? What is that, my love? Liberal tears. Liberal tears. Oh, would you like? I don't uh, want to be one of those people. I just said it to be funny. And it is funny, by the way, because you know what? Melted snowflakes. That's exactly right. In this environment where, I mean, in our country, as a matter of what we should all care about as Americans, I would think at the very top of that list is who's the president? Who did we vote for? Who won the election? And it's not city council. It's 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. It's in dispute. On the morning of Tuesday, Headline said an anxious nation votes today. And two days later, an anxious nation is probably more Wait. anxious waiting for the – and it's a very serious thing. The Trump campaign, uh, we just heard from uh, a couple of the great guys, what they have tried to do in Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, now it is Nevada their... with two lawsuits. Okay, right. So mm-hmm. they, they are really multiplying. And it's to stop the counting. Now, why? Because it is the campaign's legal argument and their belief, I presume, of course, that – some of the ballots being counted are illegal ballots, right. and the contention is, of course, you can't count illegal ballots. So we have to throw them out, determine what's legal and not, and then count those. And they have to be allowed oversight to determine what's legal or not. And the reason I made the joke about liberal tears is because last night I was listening to a CNN because, see, I do that sometimes. Are there any liberals on there? You uh, can find any liberals? Yeah, let me – There, it's a catalog of liberals. You can pick your favorite. It's so bad. And Jones. I was listening so – it was Van Jones last night who said, you know, the left – and this, again, I separate because I think there's a difference between liberals and the left. The left wanted a moral victory in this election. They wanted an overwhelming blue wave. We heard people talking about it. We saw that trending on Twitter. We heard it from pollsters. We heard it in social media. We heard it from the media, the anticipation of a blue wave. Axios ran a story yesterday, and they named it Trump Almighty. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that was the headline of the that story? That was the headline of the story. It says, big thing, Trump almighty. And they said, win or lose, President Trump has emerged more powerful than ever inside the Republican Party because mm. he defied expectations for himself. He made for this a, second a, time. a very second close time. election and record high voter turnout. He lifted some fellow Republicans to surprise victories. They were not expecting Republicans to pick up seats in the House. They thought they would lose seats. It looks like, and it's going to be close, but it looks like the Senate will stay in the hands of Republicans. So, uh, President, and how about the? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Here, I don't want to be Mister Good News about Trump, but fair is fair. He hasn't lost yet. Right. He the election has it. not been certified yet. So, I mean, that really matters here. We have two candidates. Neither is declaring themselves the victor. And and by the way. N- no, no uh, standard court standard for for verifying and confirming votes in the 50 different states where we vote has yet gotten either candidate to 270 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. And that matters. We knew before Election Day that there might be legal arguments after. But we did not know how very close the numbers would be, which only compounds the intensity of this effort to count to recount because the numbers are in so many states they cannot be called yet because they are the candidates have competed almost evenly yeah. one will obviously have more votes than the other determining that just is what's how going many on. though is going to be the question and does that really get you a huge win i mean yes you win you get to sit in the white house but then for how the whole time you're going to be in there and we know as trump supporters how this was because it happened to trump he was delegitimized for four years but the same thing could happen to biden if he wins half the country is going to say well how did you get there because mm-hmm. there are questions that have to be answered here's the point though about president trump that axios makes They say a couple of scenarios. First of all, it's still possible that he could pull out a win. He did better. Not only did he help elevate Senate and congressional seats, not only did he do pretty well for himself and defied expectations, but he also did better with white women. Remember how we said, oh, he's got an issue with white women, suburban white women. He did better with them than the experts thought. He also did really well with Hispanics. And this is a turning tide in the Democrat Party, one that has raised a lot of alarms where Democrats for a long time thought that they could just count on that Hispanic vote. And they're finding that. That particularly, and this is true to some extent with black voters, but with Hispanics particularly, they are losing hold of that demographic. And many Hispanics made the shift, especially in key states like Arizona and Florida and Texas, and voted for President Trump. Jennifer, you're right. Uh, We sit here on a Thursday morning answer, and I'll tell you something occurs to me. It's a lot easier on Thursday to understand Monday right. three days ago. On Monday morning, it's a, a little fortune telling. call it armchair th- quarterbacking. <laughs> that's right. Thursday, I'll tell you Monday pretty good because I got a little room I can look back at Monday. On Monday and even on Tuesday morning, we talked about a political report and we spoke with, with a friend of ours from the RNC about what is called the shy Trump voter, right. the, the shy supporter of uh, President Trump who has obviously – understand the character of the person, the profile, a shy Trump voter doesn't tell pollsters they're voting for President Trump. Yep. Maybe at dinner doesn't share it with a company, doesn't talk about it, but they and they go and they vote and they did. And the numbers are obviously so much closer because in California, it's a different set of circumstances from way back the Bradley effect. Yeah. Mayor Tom Bradley of Los Angeles running for governor, African-American political leader. We all remember Mayor Bradley. When he ran for governor against George Duke Magian, people came out of the polling place and people said, well, who'd you vote? The reporters, you know, Jen, they said, who'd you vote for? Oh, I voted for Tom Bradley. Right. 
because they felt that that and was they politically kept on correct. walking. Exactly. And that was the exit polling. And then when they counted the votes, well, a lot of those people, the Bradley effect, felt like they ought to say to the pollster that they voted for Mayor Bradley when, in and fact, they, they voted for George Duke Major. And I have to tell you personally, it, my I have a person in my life who I love very, very much. And she has never – well, you know how much I love you. But she has never voted for a Republican before, much less a Republican like President Trump. And for her job, she has not been able to come out and say that she is a Trump supporter. I don't even think that she's told certain members of her family. And uh, this person went out and she said, I voted for President Trump. I did it. My husband voted for President Trump. And uh, and she's very concerned about these election results. But she did it not because she likes President Trump's personality. She did it because she's worried about taxes. She's worried about safety. She's a new mom. These are things that are kind of on her mind. And so while she's not voting for the personality of President Trump like I did, I mean, I love lots of things about the president. But she went because of the the outcome. And she would have never told pollsters that she voted for Trump. She She's not even going to come clean to her friends and family members because she doesn't want to have to deal with that. Now, that being said... It's okay, by the way, my love, to vote for the characteristics of the person because you like him right. or he's a good leader. That's as legitimate as a reason in terms of policy to vote for a strong leader, a strong personality, a strong financial policy, whatever it is. And these votes ought to be secure. And this is America. What are we in? Two hundred, Almost 300 years here doing this. Yeah, and I would say point, probably over half. Let's get, oh, get it right, you know? Right. But I think even over half, and I would guess that over half of the Biden vote didn't vote for Biden because of his personality. They voted for him because he wasn't Trump. So, you know, I mean, the we, make these, yeah, we make these concessions with the candidates available to us. But Axios in this article, Trump Almighty, says that if President Trump does not win, what does he do? Who takes control of the Republican Party? And they say they believe that President Trump stays in charge of the Republican Party because he is the most popular Republican by far. There is no one more popular in our party than President Trump. And that perhaps if he is able to cite election fraud, if he does say that this election was stolen from him, does he run again in 2024? Does he freeze things where they are within the party and run again for a second term? That's a possibility. I also think This is just something I was thinking about last night. Sure. I think it's very possible that he creates a media company to combat what he considers to be fake news. How powerful a platform does that give him? This is not someone who goes away no matter what the outcome of this election. That's right. And it's certainly possible that he remains president. And after this recounting and these challenges, that he has won the election. So uh, truth is truth is fair is fair. Having said all of that, history repeats itself. We know this. Uh, And I'm... 2016, Hillary Clinton unexpectedly did not win, and President Trump unexpectedly won the presidency in 2016. And immediately after, uh, Democrats were looking at each other, asking a question you asked Jennifer a moment ago. Who leads that party? Yeah, what's next? That's right. And and someone emerges, and in, in the vacuum of what might be a couple of years before there's a strong leader, sometimes political parties in our country are assessed to be without a leader. And that's obviously not a strong position. It's not the Republican Party's position. It's not right now the Democratic Party's position, because here's the good news. Neither one of them has lost yet, but neither one has won yet and that's the bad news for each of them i guess and with more lawsuits comes more of a stalemate so make sure you keep it here we'll have updates for you throughout the day on am 870 am 590 the answer thanks for joining us make it a great thursday it's nine o'clock